You're listening to episode one of the New Noise Podcast with Devin and Jack. Any and all bad takes expressed in this episode are the sole responsibility of the speaker. Please send any hate mail directly to the individual concerned, not to New Noise. Thank you. Hello and welcome everyone to, I guess, the first episode of the New Noise Podcast. Um... Well, I, I was thinking about this earlier, actually. Would you call this, like, episode one or episode zero? Uh, sorry, or episode two? Because, like, technically there's an episode before this, but that almost feels like a special of sorts. You could sort of say it's episode zero, like, before the podcast was named and whatnot. I don't know, am I rambling? Or does that make any sense? Episode pilot was the last episode one. Episode pilot. Yeah, we, sure. We needed to get greenlit, and now we're greenlit. By us. Yeah. Obviously. Okay. Well, we're the most important people, so, you know, it just uh-huh. makes sense that we are not only yeah. the, uh, you know... The defendants, but also the jury. But hey, um, anyway, how have you been? Yeah, yeah, good. There's there's always so much music. Yeah, way too much music. And uh, um, yeah, this week we had, um, I say week, we'll probably get, this is probably going to be fortnightly. I don't know, we'll sort of work that stuff out as we go along. But um, yeah, we had five records to cover. Um, and first of all, I'm just going to say, Please, can we never again cover three one-hour-long records? <laughs> I <laughs> no, you, I but... <laughs> cannot promise that. <laughs> the next one, wait, you're probably going to suggest like a two-hour record for the next one as well, aren't you, or something Well, like we'll, that. we'll see what comes out. Let's <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, I, mean, I guess we all... God, no, genuinely, I just, I was saying this to you earlier, it's just like, I wanted to make sure that I had notes for the vast majority of it and listening to everything uh-huh. in one giant chunk this morning, just three one hour <laughs> records back to back to back was, was not the one, was not a vibe. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend it, but hey, that that's all fine. Um, I figured before we get into the actual records, is there anything like, are there, are there any other like, I don't know, albums or EPs or songs that we've, we're not covering that you, you want to mention or have listened to or anything? Coming out recently, there's been like quite a few cool things that i just thought like this is neat you know yeah. like uh the new fucked up records pretty decent oh that... okay yeah i thought that was pretty fun like pretty standard fare as they go but like a good time are you uh, have you were you into all of the stuff they've done before yeah yeah mostly i think they they sometimes go a bit overboard but this one's pretty concise oh, nice. okay all right i because yeah i listened to um what was the oh god what was done with the giant smiley face on the cover um, Do you know the one I mean? Yeah, I know the one you mean. Um, I can't remember it's, what it was uh, called. Do- Dose Your Dreams. Dose Your Dreams, that's it, yeah. I, see, yeah, I, that one's cool. There was, well, that's the thing. I heard a lot of praise for that record. I felt like it was just way too long for what it was trying to do. Like, stylistically, yeah, that's it was what I mean. interesting. They need to cut it down, right? Like, yeah, and they, They've done that here, for sure. Right. Um, what else? I might, uh, I might enjoy it then, actually. Uh, new, new Yola Tango is really good as well. Oh, that was the one of the suggested records, but didn't end up making the cut. Actually, yeah, I, I should yeah. Really actually check that out. Oh, it's absolutely worth listening to. They 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 rarely make anything bad, but this one's really, it's just really well put together. It like shows all of their sides of stuff. It's really cool. Hmm. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, I'll have to give that a shot. I know there's a new Young Fathers as well. Actually, um, I don't know if it's yeah. really out yet, but it is. Yeah, but I haven't listened to it a huge amount. I think it's. From what I've heard, it's one of those ones that needs a bit of time. Sure. Okay, fair enough. I mean, honestly, was... for me... Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah, no, I was just um, I was just scrolling through oh. all of these things I've got to listen to. I'm like, okay, cool. it's a huge what one, else? Yeah. Was there well, anything else for you? I've got um, more. <laughs> there's... 
Yeah, no, I, you, I feel like you always have more, honestly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't say I'm surprised. But, um, no, yeah, there hasn't been a ton for me, honestly. I've mostly just been focused on listening to these um, these records. Like, I feel like there's been a couple singles here and there I've checked out, but I can't remember what they were. Um, honest to God, though, the biggest piece of music-related, like, thing that's happened um, since the last episode would definitely be what you've already pointed out to me. Uh, Mars Volta coming over there in London shows. That's yeah. beyond Amazing. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of hyped. Yeah, no, genuinely, same. It's yeah, it's rare these days that I get that excited for a for a live show. But yeah, I mean, even as a relatively new fan of the Mars Volta, just um the fact that their playlist has been very heavy on like Francis is um it's a pr- pretty exciting prospect, honestly. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very yeah, excited no, no. soon. But yeah, um, was there any other records? Oh, loads. Um, I'm gonna say uh. You probably didn't hear it at all, but the um, Murder Capital. I don't even recovery. Know who they are. Uh, they're another. They're an Irish post-punk band, but sort of like a bit dreamy, a bit sort of toasty, a bit but sort of a lot of everything. Cool. Uh, it took uh, me a while to get into that record, but it's really good. And uh, before I lose my mind and take up half an hour of the podcast to talk about things we're not even <laughs> going to talk about uh, did you hear the th- the revisited artists in the ambulance the thrice record that they re made they re-recorded basically with like loads of um loads of um guests Oh, I, I didn't know they were doing that, but honest to God, and I feel like this is going to make me a fair few enemies, I've just never got thrice I just don't think they're very good to be honest what if I told you that there is there is a Thrice X Holy Fawn track? Wow. <laughs> I don't really know how to react to that. That's, um... I know, <laughs> yeah, that's not what I would expect. Wow, interesting. Okay, fair enough, Dan. Yeah. Is it, okay. is it good? Dare I um, ask? It's better than the original, in my opinion. But okay. again, full disclosure, I never really vibed with the original. It was a bit too... Um, you know that style for me. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, th- th- I mean that's just thrice in a nutshell for me, to be honest. Oh yeah, they're a bit sure. like I don't know. Yeah, they just feel like a band that are almost you know this is just the genre trope incarnate, and it's uh, yeah, it just never really like did much for me. Yeah. I know, like, like the songwriting never struck me as anything special. Like the performances oh. and production are fine, but like it's about it really. Like yeah, it's all right. Well, people seem to absolutely love them who like the same kind of things as me, so I, but I feel like yeah. there's probably something I'm missing, but I'm not there I, yet. That's the thing, though. It's like, because I'm in the exact same camp, and there's a good number of bands that I didn't get for a long time. Like, when I was younger and, you know, listening to all the kind of, like, teeny bopper metalcore stuff, you, you'd kind of go from that and go on to, um, you know, or at least for me, I went on from that and moved on to more, like, kind of, like, mathcore type stuff um, and stuff with a bit more, I don't know, atmosphere to it and... Uh, just is generally a bit more expansive and an obvious mm. band as like a crossover was always deftones but i didn't i never got deftones for the longest time like i only really feel like i got into deftones in maybe the last like three or four years so yeah there's always bands like that like i feel like price also kind of fall into this camp where it's like i really feel like i should enjoy them i just don't um maybe they'll click someday who knows who knows who i mean knows? i don't there's there's enough music without me trying to get into thrice. Very <laughs> true. Yeah, that's very very true. Speaking of uh, speaking of there being way too much music and not enough time, should we actually crack on with these records before this also oh, ends up uh, being three hours long and absolutely okay, unlistenable? 
I'll save anything else for for next time. How about that? Cool. And yeah, yeah, sounds good. The next right. one, four hours yeah. long. Okay, neat. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's let, let's get going on the on the meat of this meat of this. Cool. Um. All right. What well, what do you want to? I mean, I so just for those listening, the records we're going to be doing today are um we're going to be doing the new Paramore record, the new Kelia record, the new Ahab record. Uh, the new Sanzuga's a bog. I think that's how you pronounce that. Something roughly like that record, and the new Paranol record. Um, those are like the five we picked out and ultimately decided would be the most relevant or interesting or just whatever. Um, I yeah, I don't know where you want to start. Um, we I, I don't know well, what Jack thinks about? of most of these records. I, mean, <laughs> I have very much kept my kept my opinions hidden from him. So hopefully, well, how about we start with the record that I will need to teach you to pronounce? Sure, and that okay, is not. Yeah. Somehow you managed to pronounce Thangwitsugabog fine, but you mispronounced Kalela. Oh, it's Kalela. Okay, right, yeah, cool. Let's start there. <laughs> this man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good place to start. Let's start there. Cool. All right. Do you want to go first, or shall I? Um, take, take, take it away. Let's, cool. I want to hear what you thought, because I'm interested. All right, cool, fair enough. So, um, Kalela released an album called Raven. I did not know who this person was before this point at all. Um, and when you sort of suggested this record, just going based off like you know, like the album art and how the artist sort of presents herself, I assumed it would be fairly different to what I, what I ended up getting. Um, so, for those who don't know, she essentially makes very like lush electronic R and B. I, I think that would be like the broad description of it and um when i first listened to this record i really wasn't sure how i was going to react to it especially after like the first song because it was a very kind of like the whole the whole record is very kind of like moody and atmospheric and quite dark um but the first song specifically is quite washed out and sparse and very ethereal um and once that happened i was like okay i'm expecting an r&b record not necessarily the electronic stuff um, I mean, so it's an R&B record, and if it's going to be this kind of like sparse, I'm not sure if I'm going to vibe with this massively. But pretty much the second the second track kicked in, every single one of my worries like immediately washed away, and I was actually like unbelievably hyped to cover this. This is a I don't know what to say. I just was not expecting as much like UK EDM influence on this record as I was. This is <laughs> this is Hell like yeah. A, yeah, this is an R&B record. Oh, sorry, this is a um. This is a dance record masquerading as an R&B record, um, which I just I just was not expecting at all. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. The like just so much of this. There's so much to love about this record. Um, and yeah, I, I guess we'll just start with kind of its general flow because I think it's one of the more interesting points about it. I, I think so. This whole record, like I said, it's quite dark. It's moody. It's atmospheric, but it does still have a very strong like dance music flavor to it. Um, arguably, that's even the foundation of the whole record for me. Um, and essentially, I think the thing that really stops it from being like an hour-long, just atmospheric, moody, kind of like everything fades in into one, um, is the fact that all of the dance music influences are actually quite varied across this record. Like, you've got elements of like UK bass, you've got breakbeat, you've got drum and bass, you've got dancehall, there's a like hip-hop-inspired track... There's just such a good variety of different flavors of dance music across this record, but it never feels like it kind of, um, it never feels like 
all over the place or anything like that. It's so cohesive because of the way it's produced. Her vocals are very, like, good at tying everything together. She's quite, like, um, she's a very, like, understated performer, but it very much fits the mood the record's going for. Um, so, honest to God, I was just, like, I, I, I was kind of stunned with this record. I really, really did love this one in the end, um, and I wasn't sure that was how it was going to be because, like I said, the record is very understated and moody, and it constantly has this very muted palette um but at the same time after you listen to it a, a couple times there's a surprisingly varied um set of sounds coming at you across the record i mean like there are you know there are just so many highlights on this thing like happy ending is a fucking awesome oh, like break such a beat. good track <laughs> yeah just breakbeat like bliss um with these just incredible like ghostly synth loops aiding the atmosphere the whole time um i love the vocal harmonizations on it they're again still very understated but you can just tell they're there and they really like they propel the vocals forward in a way that just yeah just adds a lot to it a really fucking great track uh mist call is just such a brilliant like atmospheric uh drum bass tune there was one, I can't remember the song was exactly, but there the, was a... The title track, the, come on, the title track is amazing. Oh, don't worry, we're getting there, okay? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm jumping the gun a little bit. <laughs> you are. <All> right. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you're not wrong, though. Like, yeah, Raven, uh, Raven, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, because in... One of the things this record does as well is, like, I feel like a lot of the dancier cuts are very much in the first half, and then it goes into much, much moodier, kind of, like, atmospheric stuff in the back half. It, and again, it all still feels very cohesive. But um, by the time you hit Raven, it kind of, um, Raven is almost, I almost see Raven and Bruises as, like, a one and two part, because the back half of Raven has the kick drums come in, um, and Bruises is essentially, like, a house-inspired tune that plays off the back half of Raven. Um, so I almost see them as, like, a part one and a part two. Um, but yeah, Raven's just an incredibly lost track with some really like gorgeous looping synths, um, great singing, very like blush piano and kind of strings just to aid everything. Yeah, and it, it just flows perfectly into Bruises. Um, there was like there was one song uh, I think it was Contact. Like I was not expecting there to be a garage beat <laughs> on this record. Like, I was like, this reminds me of UK Garage one hundred percent. But it, the beat works perfectly um, for it. I, I yeah, I really don't have like a ton of criticisms of this. I would just say that like couple of the tracks for me were maybe like paled slightly in comparison to others i also feel like it could have done with like maybe one or two extra like more full-on dancey tracks i feel like there's a few too many sparse moments um and other than that maybe i would just say like i you could always you could also solve that problem slightly by just like maybe it, making it a bit shorter i'm not sure which would be like the better solution in my opinion but i yeah overall i just love this record it's a very lush good record so i've gushed for too long please take the stage <laughs> Wow, I mean you've covered a lot. Let's <laughs> Okay. So my my sort of feeling about this record is it's it almost falls apart at the seams with its so it almost the structure feels so nebulous but also kind of linchpins around these really driving focused tracks and then sort of melts away again until it reforms again for another one of the like standout tracks but without the rest of the tracks they they wouldn't lift up so high so it it almost feels like this has been extremely meticulously put together the sequencing the way it flows from one track to another there's a there's a lot of themes on this record hmm. um one of them is definitely um water um 
I mean, the album cover shows you that, but you get to the end of Enough for Love, and there are there's a an outro of field recorded lapping waves, and I think the album kind of almost feels like you are being submerged and then um, surfacing and being submerged and surfacing throughout the whole thing. And yeah, on, on surfacing, you get those driving beats, the kind of, like you said, breakbeat inspired beats, jungle beats, all of these different kinds of electronic music. And then you dive back into uh, this beautiful, um, a wash with color and and melody and uh, it's been a long time since i've heard a an album that i thought was sequenced so amazingly hmm yeah no i um i definitely yeah i mean it's hard to disagree with that I, yeah for sure it, it definitely feels that way um it, it the whole ebb and the flow of the record feels i i agree it does feel very like meticulously put together for sure um yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed that element of it, for sure. Um, I, I guess the only thing I would say is, do you not feel like... The only thing is, I do feel like a couple of the tracks on the back half do feel like this is just a bunch of, like, um, like too many of those more sparse, like, washed-out, essentially underwater moments. I feel like it's almost a bit bit back... Um, how to put it? Like, it's weighted towards the back end of the record um, a little bit too much, in my opinion. Um, but I, I don't know if you thought that, really. I, I didn't, really. The main... Okay. I think, yeah, there are more driving tracks near the start, but I didn't think that was to its ne- to the album's negative at all. Sure. I think, okay. if anything, it kind of worked for it. Um, I got an, a feeling um, <laughs> at this record that I thought kind of almost felt like it was... Um, I imagined myself sort of in the back room or by the bar um a wall away from a um a 2000s like underground dance club and i could hear bits and pieces like through the wall and then sort of almost the whole thing and then not quite the whole thing and then i pop through like to the dance floor for a track or two and then you know head out back um (laughs) and then come back and it just kind of immerses you into Mm. almost centers you in that space and yeah uh, yeah you know, it's so funny you've said that, actually, because one of the notes under general notes I've written is the whole thing feels like a dark, introspective club night. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's just this bang on, like, 100%. And it actually, I was going to say, it gives me the same feeling as a lot of the, like, a lot of the more meditative dubstep um, from back in the day. I, I don't know if you get that vibe at all. I mean, I, I totally do get what you mean yeah. by that vibe. I mean, it's in, in places less bass-focused, of course. but Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the vibe is absolutely there you know that that time period that scene that those feelings yeah yeah i think that's the core thing it's like those feelings um from this type of electronic music just yeah it's it that's the through line for sure um yeah i I was honestly i one thing i was quite surprised about is i assumed she was american um so i just it it really took me by surprise that this sounded so like is american yeah, well, I'm. I, I she is, but um, she moved to London recently, apparently. Um, oh, I don't know no if that way. was before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was before this record was released or what. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, because I, I, I just kind of I assumed she was American. I mean, she is American. You're right. Um, but, <laughs> but as a result of that, I just was not expecting this to sound as UK as it does. But I mean, yeah, what no, this this record, record was was released on Warp, which I mean yeah. that kind of speaks to 
where it sits at and where its influences are from, right? 100%. Yeah, when I found that out, it, like, it made so much sense. Second I saw that, yeah. I was like, yeah, of course, it's a record on Warping. Yeah, perfect <laughs> label for exactly this kind of thing. So, yeah. All right. I think we've pretty much covered that for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, Um. yeah. Yeah, just a great record for sure. I, I wasn't expecting to like it anywhere near as much as I, um, as I ended up, but I also got something completely different to what I thought it'd be. So, yeah. Yeah, very good record. Cool. All right. right uh, well, what are you feeling next? Um, uh, you know what? Let's <laughs> talk about. You know, actually, okay, I know what we're going to talk about next. I'm very curious okay. to know what you think of it. I'm very curious. Let's talk about the Ahab record, Coral Teams. Okay. All right. And you know what? You can kick this one off since you put me on the spot last time. Go ahead, bud. <laughs> okay. So I've known about Ahab for a long time, right? They've been around quite a while as well. Maybe. I think they've been around almost 20 years now and um they started off as a very a very good but very standard sort of funeral doom output but with a with a with a slant towards the uh, maritime let's call it that and and by that i mean they they focused every single thing on Aim an epic maritime story. Every album told a complete story. They haven't changed that, but sure. they have. They've definitely pushed their sound towards something. I think that is almost a more mature version of what they basically honed for for ten years. And I I love this record. I think it is probably up there with their best records. It is. As every one of their records is, a long ride. Okay? Yep. <laughs> and it is a slow one. Um <laughs> the records themed um after I think Jules Verne's um Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Which I mean, come on. A metal band, Jules Verne, it's not exactly breaking new ground, but I think what they do with it is take that source material and really tell a emotional story with it which is something i mean doom metal's not well known for telling a vast multitude of um emotions it's usually one very intense very similar sadness and anger and mm. desolation that's what funeral doom is supposed to be and i think this is more than that and a big part of that is the the cleans on this are so theatrical. Oh, they're 100%. so yep. <laughs> they are they're something that they haven't done a huge amount before, and I think they really take their sound to something somewhere that they haven't been before. And that's that's the best thing I think about this this album. That it starts off with the the wildest start to an album, this slow and this this kind of meditative and this quiet in places but just absolutely blast beating you in the face yeah <laughs> when when that happened i was genuinely wondering if i had the right record or not because i remember asking you oh you mean the funeral doom band right put it on i was like wait what the hell <laughs> almost like i did a double take for a second i was really like what is going on yeah I, i'm actually undecided on whether i think that's actually a good start or not but it definitely it definitely uh gets your attention hmm. and then the first track kind of elongates itself out there's a lot of clean vocals it sets up the narrative it's going to try and try and draw on as it goes forward 
Um, that goes through to the next track. Pretty good, but fairly standard yeah. kind of chuggy, doomy track. Um, I think the record improves from the third track onwards. I think the first two are they're good tracks, but I don't think that they feel as unique to their place in the album as uh, um, compared to the rest of them. From then on, yeah, I think it only gets better. Mobilis Immobilize is a, is a fantastic track. Yeah. Very heavy, twisty, changey. Um, I think the standout track is the title track. I think the title mm. track is incredible. Interesting. Um, I, I know it is very slow. It is oh, yeah. very deep and dark and miserable, but the it almost feels like like I'm being told a story. And uh, I haven't heard an album this year that's done such a good job of setting tone and telling me something. And um, Egrisomnia and The Maelstrom are both also incredible tracks, I think. Uh, esoteric showing up at the end of Maelstrom really puts leaves the album on a high. I mean, nobody <laughs> nobody sounds like the guy, um, so he he uh, only adds to the theatre. I think of this album. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a brilliant record. I think, and you sounds like you probably agree with me. It could have had a a little bit of cutting. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so right that's but... super interesting i'm super curious to get your opinion wait oh sorry have you got more to say no no um i was just gonna say i think that that's just what you get with a band like this is their one major flaw is always going to be that this is not something you put on a breakfast it is something yeah. you sit with and focus on sure yeah, no, that's totally fair. Okay, so I'm super. That okay. I really wasn't sure where you were, uh, what exactly, <laughs> what side, what you were going to lean on this because I knew you suggested it, um, mm-hmm. but you never really shared an opinion on it. So I'm super curious to know what you thought of it. And I gotta say, I uh, there's elements of what you say that I really agree with, and I think that your overall description and kind of um, the vibe you got from the record is all very fair, but I ended on the opposite end. I did not enjoy this record as much as you. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, okay. I, did, I wouldn't say it was... So here's where I, Okay, here's what I have to say. I think there's elements of this record that are genuinely incredible. Um, the band just sound absolutely fucking monolithic. Like, when, when this record sounds big, it sounds fucking huge. Um, mm. And I will say, I so for the record, just for anyone listening, I'm not a aficionado of Funeral Doom at all. There are a couple of records I enjoy in the genre. Um, I don't even know. It's not a particularly bog standard Funeral Doom record, but I really love Mirror Reaper by Bell Witch. Um, it's also notorious for its kind of like pace. <laughs> but, oh, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I thought this record, this record had a chance to be really good. And in parts, I think it really lived up to what i was what i wanted from it but i just i the what you've mentioned in the theatrical elements of it i really struggled with because (laughs) i felt like when this band were being intense and monolithic they just had their sound absolutely nailed but on the more theatrical sections it just for me it it almost felt like a little bit i don't want to i don't even know what to describe it as it just it didn't quite work for me and it's almost a bit difficult to say why because instrumentally i didn't necessarily mind what was going on a lot of the time on that 
Um, but vocally, I just I sometimes it's super clashed with the instrumental in my opinion. Other times it actually aided it quite well. I almost felt like the times where the clean vocals aided the um the song behind it was when they went for something more almost like traditionally funeral doom, where it's like a very clear, slowly picked like guitar lead that's like incredibly striking over a really driving bass and like kind of like slow punchy drums essentially i feel like that's where it worked at its absolute best mm. but you see i found it very interesting you said choral team was your favorite song or um yeah, where you thought, yeah, your favorite <laughs> that, oh wait say that again sorry no you that's not for you right yeah that's um, where exactly. they take yeah 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 yeah, that's, that's where they take track. that yeah, yeah they, they do that like the most there for sure yeah exactly yeah 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 so um so yeah, it was just this was one was kind of a mixed bag for me in the end. I it's in, one thing I will say is it was very interesting because I didn't know how, like how out there for the genre this was because like I said I'm not super familiar with it. And actually after listening mm. to this, the first thing I did was like, okay, what record should I check out? And I found out about Esoteric through this record, and then also found that they're like a classic, you know, project for the style. So I'm definitely going to oh, go massive. and listen to some of that. Before. Yeah, so um, so that's kind of like next on the list to do, but um. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I feel like the intro two tracks are not the best tracks, for sure. Um, I felt like the opening track itself just felt a little bit all over the place. I didn't expect such an intense opening. And one thing that I think... One thing that I, that I think really... <laughs> it almost displays the duality of this record is the production. I feel like, at times, the production aids the kind of thick, all-encompassing, just, like, meditative vibe the record's going for, and other times it ends up just making the guitars a bit too muddy to have, and it lacks punch at certain points where I feel like it re- it could really benefit from it. But I, did you have much of a problem with the production, or was that no, really I an think, issue? No, I think the production's pretty great. So, I, um... Hmm, hmm. interesting. I, I wonder... Yeah, is it that, that oh, when when it's when it's trying to be more detailed, mm. the the default production that this band have probably have gone with in the past and and that feel like is quite large and quite like you said monolithic. So maybe yeah. some of that gets lost, and I would get that. This I tell you what, from what you've said and from what I say, where we land on it is slightly differently. But this sounds like a band that has done everything they could do with a specific sound and they've tried something a bit different and whether that's paid off or not, maybe uh, we disagree on that, but they're, mm. they're leaning towards something a little different. And I think that is what they needed to do from, because they've got, I think it's like five other albums before this and there's not a bad album there, but they are very much one thing. Sure. Okay. And this enough. and this is not. So yeah, yeah. um yeah, maybe maybe they take some of the things that worked that you worked with this one and make something even better. I would be super into that. I think this is great, but um definitely a little disjointed, a little long. Mm-hmm. And um yeah. There's there's room they can take those things and they can do something I think as good as their first record, which uh, I mean, if you're going on a funeral doom thing, Ahab's first record is is one of the best ones. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely check that out as well for sure. Um, but uh-huh. yeah, that's kind of like yeah, I definitely um, I can see I can see what they're trying to do, and I could see this being good. I just don't. I agree. I think the major the key word you've said there actually that perfectly encapsulates it for me just felt feels a bit disjointed for me. Um, mm. 
I definitely, like I said, there's points I agree with you on. So, like, for example, uh, Mobilis in Mobili is an unreal track. <laughs> That's such <laughs> a goddamn killer track. It's insane. Um, the chorus chug drift's just sick. The double kick sections are so, like, impactful. I love the bells on the intro as well. Um, there's, like, this lead melody about halfway through the track that just is exactly what I want for the genre. Um, so yeah, like that that track absolutely rule. Hey, honestly, even Colossus of the Liquid Graves, um, the second track, I do agree that the band kind of venture into something more interesting later on the record. But the second track I also thought was pretty good. I do agree it was a bit standard for sure. Um, mm. I think my favourite track actually, pro- it probably is uh, Mobilis, but in terms of the like longer cuts, I think The Seers of the Desert was probably my favourite. Um, I just felt like that was the band sounding as heavy and monolithic as they did across the whole record, and it, they captured it perfectly in those 10 minutes for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's there's 40 more minutes after that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. Oh, one thing I will say, though, actually... Um, Shout out to the artwork. The artwork for this record is <laughs> fucking awesome. It's so it's, it's wild, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like a scuba diver vomiting the sea out above like a bunch of trooping scuba divers, a bunch like uh, yeah, oh, they're to, not, like, sea life. They're not just trooping. Yeah. They are they are carrying coffins oh, on a I death march. <laughs> oh damn, okay, cool. Yeah, it's, it's an incredible, it's a genuinely incredible album art, like one of the better metal album artworks I've seen in a while. Um, big, big fan. All right, that's interesting. Cool. Mm. Um, any 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 thoughts about where we should go next? Um, I do not mind. I, um, yeah, I don't mind. I, do you know what, I'll tell you what, let's do the one-two puncher probably, because I, I've, uh, <laughs> I've shit ah. all over your recommendations. Now we should probably flip that. Do you want to do the uh, Sansuga Bog record? Absolutely. <laughs> cool, okay. <laughs> uh, where are my notes? Okay, cool. So, um, shall I intro this one or do you want to go for it? Uh, um, so, I, I, we can both take it. This is, I think, so here's my pronunciation. I think it's Sangui Suga Bog because Sangui is like blood, right? And I assume, <laughs> I assume Sugabog is some other thing. I don't know what it is, but that sure. would make sense if it's Sanguis Sugabog. Which Sanguis okay. yeah, that I mean that yeah. roughly checks out. I think. Sure. Um. Also, just a a quick one before we dive into the record. Metal. Um. Metal. Uh. Logo artists and metal net band namers. Knock it off. <laughs> that's all i gotta say moving on <laughs> yeah, i'm kind of with you honestly it's a bit silly um but at the same time i think this band are generally a bit silly um, but oh yeah. they're they're ultra silly yeah. but um uh, but without giving my opinion away i'm not sure how uh much they realize how silly they are oh i i it, it is hard <laughs> to tell it is definitely hard yeah. to tell um but i i think i think they're at least a bit of work so well i'll tell you what here's a relevant story for how i found the band um i thought okay. it'd be kind of funny to share and also i don't know kind of maybe illustrates the level of seriousness we're dealing with um i remember so basically you know uh theo he's booking for he's booking um shows at a venue now that's what he does and nice. um he booked this band and he, I remember seeing on Facebook, he shared a post from the band where they were talking about the show and they just said, this is going to be the stinkiest show of the year. And Theo just said, I think this is a compliment. And I think that's <laughs> roughly the level of seriousness we're dealing with, honestly. Um, okay. 
Yeah. Um. But basically, I uh, you know, I'll I'll take it away. So. This is essentially a, pr well, actually not a pretty, it's a very straight up, like, slam death metal or brutal death metal record. Um, oh, yeah. You're really not getting anything outside of the ordinary for the genre here whatsoever. This whole record is, like, 45 minutes of, like, sort of, I don't know, two to four minute songs with just nasty mid-paced chugged out riffs. Um, drumming with the snare drum that has that really high ping sound. I actually, I love the snare sound on this record. It tickles me in a way that few other things do. Um, but essentially what you're getting in this record is just a bunch of like very fun, like slam metal riffs. Uh, there's decent progressions on each track. I don't know if I'd say necessarily the songwriting is like anything super impressive, but they at least clearly have like a good idea of um, how kind of the flow of a song should go. And it, it always feels like it has forward momentum and each section, you know, moves into the next section, like a reasonable sort of pace and is transitioned like well and whatnot. Um, I would say the performances are decent. There's a good number of like catchy groovy riffs here and there. Um, I, I guess, honest to God, like I don't have a ton of, this is probably the record I have the least to say about because it is very standard for the genre. Um, I do feel like this is a good rendition of what it is. But it absolutely did not need to be this long. And my biggest criticism... Oh, it's too long, right? It's definitely it's too, too long. long. Yeah, it did not <clears throat> need to be 45 minutes. Half an hour of this, perfect. Uh, 45, yeah. way too much, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, that's also not aided by the fact that one area where I do think they actually could have easily mixed things up a lot more is... Um, oh my god, the vocals are very monotonous. <laughs> They're just... It, those growls are very very similar across most of the record occasionally you get like a scream or a shriek here and then those go a, like a little, long way little to... pig wee and i'm yeah, like yeah. oh cool yeah exactly yeah. right Th those those like moments go a long way to really aid the record but i mean honest to god like i had a lot of fun with this record even if it was a bit too long um but like the first two opening tracks are just solid straight up slam tunes you've got a couple little moments that sort of Remind me of like hardcore, um, which I really enjoy. There's decent interplay between you the know band, what? they're like I, best moments. Oh god. I think I have something to say about that in a second, but um let's um carry on, sorry. I'm interested. Sure, yeah. I, well I mean, um I, I would say like this record is basically at its best when I feel like they're going through a decent number of riffs that all feel like you know, like just solid riffs for the genre essentially. There's a couple like shout nods or shout outs to hardcore in my opinion. Um, I would say, like, the absolute best songs on this record are all the ones that have, like, yeah, decent progressions. Like, Skin Cushion was easily my favourite track, I would say. It opens with this, like, super intense bomb blast. It has these, like, quite groovy riffs. It's got just this absolutely nasty, like, hardcore chugged out riff at the end. Um, it's got really great gutturals on it. It's got a couple more, like, of the screams and that kind of thing. And I feel like, generally, that's just where this record's at its best. Um, there's a couple, like, big duds, I would say... Uh, Proclamation of the Frail just has this kind of clunky groove to open with that doesn't really like the drums don't really fit what the guitars are doing mm. and it just in general I feel like that song is pretty overdrummed. Um, I tell you what, yeah, the, um, the last the last three tracks on this being the worst does not help the pacing and the fact that it's <laughs> the last three tracks are the ones they should have cut. Yeah. It really feels like you heard the album and then the bonus tracks that shouldn't have made the album, but it's yeah. the album. No, that that's bang on, actually, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the fact, and do you know what doesn't help him as well? It's the fact that all of them are the five minute cuts, more or less. They're like four minutes thirty, four minutes thirty yeah, yeah. five, or something. It's just like, I don't know what insane person thought this would be a good idea, but yeah. Um, here's here's what I think. I think mm -hmm. this sounds like a a very talented drummer who, when I want to make a, uh, I don't have anyone to play with. 
uh, and he just picks some random ass death, uh, brutal death metal guitarist off the street, this really talented drummer, and was like, ah, it'll work out. This, <laughs> it, this feels like a drummer's band um, rather than a band with a very talented drummer. Sure. I Yeah, I, I kind of get what you mean. Um, I definitely think there's... Elem- yeah, I, I I can see what you're saying for sure. There is a like a decent number of these tracks are maybe a it's, tad too <laughs> overdrummed, but it's not it's not just that. The production, um, coincidentally, I believe the production was done by the drummer. Um, <laughs> if I if I'm oh no, actually no. Let me, let me have a look. Do I know who did this? Not specifically. Oh, the mixing engineer was Kurt Ballou. Kurt, what are you doing? I um, see, the, honest to God, I don't mixing, mind mixing on this. <laughs> no, the mixing in this record is one of the worst I've heard all year. The wow. drums sound great. The rest of the band sound like they're performing in a toilet. It's <laughs> awful. Um, the dr- the it, it, again, it seems like they tracked the drums first, got them sounding amazing, and then just like slopped a load of sloppy guitars over the front that sound all. <laughs> it's it it almost every time I hear something cool happening with the guitars, it it, it sort of chugs itself into a bog. Coincidentally, <laughs> um, well, seems and- on theme, honestly. I know, and it and it would be on theme, and that that works uh, a kind of boggy, gross production on mm. some sorts of records. But when you are led by drumming so precise, I think it doesn't gel, and that's sure. my main problem with this. Is it it doesn't gel? The two parts of the band together just don't sound right, and when they get it right in bits of tracks i think it can be quite good but mostly they don't it's a, it really is this sort of genre brutal death metal by the numbers with a buzzsawy hardcore s guitar um edge to it that sounds trendy and cool but doesn't work for this kind of music very much um there's a couple of tracks i like more than others i think pissed is a great track Oh wow! I thought that was one of the weaker ones, honestly. No, no, it, I I think that's a great track. I think they do something different on it. They've got this sort of I don't know. I can't really even explain it. But the first two tracks really go in with the riffs, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, and then to get a little bit of a break, a little bit of something different, but still gnarly. I think it's kind of cool. Hmm. Um, it definitely has like I've described it. I I don't know. I don't really know how else to describe it, but it has that bit in the middle that's like almost like a dancey bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 I thought it was quite fun. Um, but yeah, um, when there's um an Aaron Heard, right? Aaron Heard from Jesus Peace uh, uh, feature. I didn't on, know that. That's insane. Yeah, on the second track, you you can't tell. Yeah, because I, the production makes all the vocals tell. sound the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they wasted a cool feature, um, and. I don't know, man. Um, there's a, there's a level of self um, seriousness that you can have as a metal band, and then there's a level of self awareness you can have as a band. Um, those two things don't work together if all your songs are about butchering and blood and stupid bullshit like that. At least if you're if all of your songs are about that, you have got a song called Testicular Rot. Like, that's not metal. That's just, like, kind of... Uh, it's a bad time. 
yeah, I mean, yeah, right? you know, you're not definitely, yeah. There's no, all these songs about, oh, I really want to eat human flesh, num, 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 num. I'm like, oh, come on, guys, you're not 12. That's not, that's not cool. It's not even dark anymore. The world's going to shit. Someone munching on a finger ain't going to do it for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, um, I will, I, I definitely, uh, I agree with you on that part. Whenever it comes to the show, very like, silly. Yeah, the, the, it does, it's, a, it's almost a little bit eye-rolly. Um, it's, it's not even like, It'd be one thing if it was like at least novel, but it's just been done so many times. I do kind of agree. It's like, oh yeah, another gory uh, death metal band. It's, yeah, and, it's and also, done many times for sure. and also, right? Um, okay, you're trying to shock me with your uh, ooh, that's so gross. But I can't understand what you're saying, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Right, like that, I'm not saying that they that the vocals like this should be audible. What the lyrics are, hmm. but if the point of your lyrics is to gross people out, I'm not going to start reading the lyric sheet. Okay, <laughs> I'd feel like a little nerd pulling out a paper lyric sheet, looking at it like, hmm, wanting to eat your insides. I'm, I no, come on. Uh, if you're going to creep me out or gross me out, you have to. You have to do it in a way that I don't have to investigate to get to that point. Sure. And yeah, no, fair I, enough. I just don't gel with that. Um, again, the drummer, drummer, amazing musician, brilliant musician. Um, someone, he, he should have hired other people who are as good as him. And also, he should have got someone to produce the rest of the band as well. <laughs> Fair enough, damn, alright. So, a uh, bit of a prog- uh, production job disaster, <laughs> in your opinion, then. I, I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, I, it, I listened like, well, to I a couple guess... of their earlier stuff on mm-hmm. before, and um, the um, EP, the Pornographic Seizures EP, oh, yeah, way, yeah. way better, and it's 11 minutes long. That's what I want from this band. Sure. I don't want 45 minutes of the same song with slightly different sections and that I can't understand. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I, I can definitely understand. I that is the main thing I would say. Like this, abs- I hundred percent agree. I don't know why this is forty five minutes. It's just an insane length for something like this, in my opinion. Um, but no, fair enough. I, 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 yeah, I just did not. I found it interesting. The production is not like the main thing. So I, I feel like I've heard that complaint a little bit, maybe from like I don't even know where, but just so like somewhere I was just reading up on what a couple of people thought of it. I think. Um, but I, I, yeah, I just really did not run into that problem with this record at all, personally. Um, but yeah, what I if know, I told you? Yeah, what if on. I told you the last the last album that they did was the like the uh, track um, titles are much funnier, and oh. uh, it's very obviously tongue in cheek. This one not so much. There's a song oh. called Dick Fillet. Come on, that's <laughs> funny. There's that a song called <laughs> the first three tracks are called Menstrual Envy gored in the chest and dragged by a truck that's what th- that's funny okay yeah. the, yeah, the like interlude that. is called interlube that's <laughs> funny okay that actually is pretty funny yeah <laughs> yeah all right yeah you know i'm kind of i'm kind of with you yeah fair enough <laughs> they've lost that funny anymore you're just talking about people who want to eat people that's not funny get over it okay sorry i'm oh, done all right. no 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 that's totally f- go off king go off king absolutely um but no i uh, yeah I, I guess like it sounds like ultimately we actually kind of agree maybe i just fell on the positive side and you fell on the slightly more negative side essentially um yeah but, uh, I, yeah i guess i also have maybe slightly more tolerance for um for the nonsense part i i guess we'll say um but yeah cool all right fair enough um next record um should we do something totally different uh, I'm, well, I mean, the next two records are both totally different to this. So yeah, exactly. It doesn't exactly. really matter where we go, right? 
Okay. Yeah, pick one. Go for it. Oh shit! I'm on the spot now. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not letting no, you do no, this no, again. No. You're not pinning this on me. No, right? no, 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 no. What do you want to do last? <laughs> what, what what's like the one last? that you have the most to say about? And we'll do that last. So I have a lot to say about both of the next two. Okay, I have less to say about the Paranormal records, so Paramore can go last. Okay, cool. Um, that works perfectly. Uh, cool. Paranormal. All right. Um. Well, you know what? You can kick this one off because I knew very little about um, this artist before this record. Although I recognised the, I think the debut record, the one with like the blue cover and the the smoke, mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. I recognised that just seeing it posted about on forums and whatnot. But um, so this yeah, is a, this is it, so go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, this is uh, a very much an internet story. It's this is an artist that can only happen. I think now, pretty much. Mm. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. 100%. Yeah. As someone who just, we can record and put out music in the space of your own bedroom that you want to make that can sound to an extent this professional and expansive. It's only so long before someone just makes a banger of a record from the space of their own bedroom that isn't isn't defined by its bedroom you know um aesthetics which is you know we've got bedroom pop we've got um a lot of ambient music stuff sure i can see how you can make something like that in one room but i think we've reached a point where you can make uh Paranormal's first record to see the next part of the dream um and have it lift um in interested spaces on music forums on on message boards just only on its own merit is something i can't remember the last time i saw something get this big on just that yeah, and i think bad, isn't it yeah that's that's absolutely something that should be uh celebrated and also just excited um 100%. To, Especially when it's to see creative, what can happen right? Yeah, exactly. So that that first record is way more lo-fi, way more sort of um, um, emotionally emotionally charged, em- negatively emotionally charged, um, kind of scratchy and rough around the edges. Um, this record is not. No, definitely not. I actually didn't <laughs> know that's what the first record sounded like. That's interesting. Yeah, there's there's elements of this kind of wall of sound that you get yeah. from this record, but um, but definitely much more lo-fi, much more brass, almost. Um, okay. Yeah, we've waited what three years, I think. There've been lots of bits of music released from Paranol for a while, but um, I think that this is the first proper um major release for a couple of years, and um. Sure. Yeah, it sounds nothing like, I think, anything that they've done before. And I wonder... I'll I, I tell you, I'll, I'll spoil it a little bit here. Go I have m- fairly mixed feelings on this record. Ooh, ooh, very interesting. <laughs> okay, damn, go for it. Um, Yeah, I think there was the... Oh, yeah, there was the, the one with Asian Glow and Sonos Tomam Conta last year which um i have not listened to actually but i'm pretty sure that was a bit more along the lines of the first one this yeah what this is just a straight up like shoegaze record right 
Essentially, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I described it as like a. Bl- my first note is blissed out, jangly, shoegaze, indie rock, essentially. I don't, with, I don't know how accurate of, that is. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. But with like specifically like a the maximalist production. Oh, 100%. Yeah, very mm. maximalist. This whole record is incredibly like every every channel is firing at like the maximum decibel. It is mad. <laughs> yep. Um yeah, I I thought that some of this record worked brilliantly and mm-hmm. some of it was too much all at once. Interesting. Okay. Um, go, go so ahead. what parts? Uh, Polaris and Insomnia, the first two songs, I think are great. Yep. Um, the climaxes, the build-ups, the um, sort of clipped drums, and um, this huge enveloping production works for this sort of bright, shoegazy, optimistic sound brilliantly. Um, yep. And a lot of places drown this sort of um, stuff in feedback and reverb of a uh, a very guitar sort of type. I think this kind of takes an edge off of that, and and the reverb almost feels um, digital. Yes, this is a very digital not, sounding record in mm, general. I think. No, not, not. I was thinking mechanical. I was like, I don't mean mechanical. I mean digital. So yeah. digital feedback, but emulating guitar feedback, and that. I just think that's very interesting and very yeah. cool. And I haven't heard anything like it in a long time. And then it just keeps going. <laughs> and it just keeps going. And it's tiring. It's I get where this is trying to come from. And it's blasting you with this uh, emotion and positive feedback, this kind of post-rocky, shoegazy, um, but with a lo-fi edge to it. But... I don't know, I just get ear fatigue. It's it's I just get ear fatigue by about halfway through the record. And I think it doesn't help that about halfway through the record it starts to lose its focus a little bit as well. Ooh, that's interesting. Okay. Um <laughs> I, I really like the last track, but I think maybe like track, track six to track nine. Yeah, it's it's very pretty good. great, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I just I just feel like from parade on like parades where after that it drops off a little bit and it's just a bit much. And I think that is potentially a pitfall with music made in this way. Um, very, um, what's what, DIY almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know that this is released with a proper label on top shelf now and that's cool and everything, but there's still a lot of personal mixing here. Um, it's, it's very much a, a one person project who, who has worked on all parts of this. And I think the, as someone who's made music in the past myself, um, there is a, <laughs> you don't have people telling you to cut. Yeah. And I think that's, <laughs> I think that might be a slight problem with this album is without it being a, a less collaborative record means a less, um, one vision. And usually people are not very good at cutting their own babies. And uh, (laughs) I think that's probably happened. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's happened a little bit here. It's not that clearly um, they have just a brain exploding with musical ideas. Mm. And um, maybe some of them required a bit of 
time and other projects to really get the most out of it yeah. um rather than all being put here so they can be put aside and onto new things sure all right do you want do you want to get more specific on like different tracks and stuff um yeah i mean i can do i so it, it i basically agree with everything you've said and it's interesting because like this is kind of what i was getting at where i don't want to do another three records that are an hour <laughs> long each but maybe it's just the records yeah. we covered i don't know i completely agree um i am not as mixed as you i think i'm overall more positive because i'm just so enamored with this almost fe- like you said it's like this feels like a record of like maximalist blissful positivity and it's just such mm-hmm. a unique feeling it's so uniquely euphoric um in my opinion it, at least in the way it's doing it like I, I really can't think of much else that sounds like this or makes me feel the the way that this does so i think i was a bit more enamored with just the unique elements of it but i do overall agree um i don't think i would specifically like pick out a point where it gets worse i think overall just the whole record is so full on and there's a couple tracks that just don't quite like aren't quite as interesting as the others so for me it was a bit more spotty as opposed to like after this point this is where okay. it, really, it went downhill for me um i would say like we shine at night which was the slightly more uh pop inspired one um there was like a pretty like the, the vocally led melody was a large part of that song i felt like that song held my attention a little bit less than the others um i still i liked sketchbook but it was also like a slightly weaker one that's that would be exactly where you would say it went downhill yeah and, that's the, yeah yeah and sound inside me waves inside you was also one of the ones that i just didn't really vibe with as much that one was a bit more like low-key but just i like that one was almost like it was the one where the first half was essentially like guitar-led ballad with strings and then sort of you have the electronic interlude in the middle um and then there's there's some interesting bits with like bass and strings at the end but that it just didn't grab me massively um really at all but i felt like throughout the whole record there were good good moments like imagination and blossom would be two back half tracks i actually think are really great um yeah and we've both mentioned after the magic the closer which is just like a yeah incredible track track. honestly yeah yeah um so yeah i I would slightly disagree on exactly like what uh, or not what the issue is because we agree on that but it's more just like where it lands i suppose um yeah it is very full-on though and i did also get fatigue listening to this at least in one sitting for sure um, especially yeah. with the fact that, like, I've listened to this twice today because it was one I listened oh, man. to at least. I couldn't um, do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it's definitely it's definitely a touch too long. Um, but I, I just there's just so much going for this record. Like the fact that it is so bright and euphoric. Actually, it's interesting because it this kind of I don't know if you'll catch this um, or agree with this. I should say, um, but this kind of reminded me a bit of Nordic Giants. I don't know what it is exactly. <laughs> I think it's maybe the like electronic elements blended with like the very like post rocky bits, but this is a lot more maximalist for sure. Um, it, I, so it I don't could know exactly also what be, it, is, but... it could also be the bad production. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, there's like... never been a there's never been a Nordic Giants track where they got the production like yeah, right, hundred no, percent right. That's actually yeah, that's very true. Honestly, that band are a lot better live for that exact oh, reason. Yeah. Actually, yeah, no, I mm-hmm. completely agree. It's like I feel like with that band, everything just. I, I don't know how they do it, but whenever I listen to a Nordic Giants track, it always feels like every other Nordic Giants track. Like, it feels so... They, I feel like they mute their sound in there. I, I, tell, I don't okay. even know how they do it. Here's, here's the thing. Um, to get, I'm getting off topic a little bit here. <laughs> That's fine, Nord, go. Nord, Nordic Giants as a post-rock band mm. are very, very average. Nordic Giants as sure. a an experience 
as a media experience are unrivaled. Yeah, yeah. As a stage and... show with like the actual <laughs> video for each song and whatnot, like it's just such That's a what gives the experience. song's personality. Yeah, hundred percent. I totally it's, agree. It's the visuals, it's their costumes, it's the lights. That's and that I feel a little bit of that here, you know. If there was something more to um what's the word? To give each track a bit more personality rather than it mm. feeling like it was just everywhere in, yeah. in your face constantly. I think there might, and a bit more dynamism that that would be what really rounded this out from something I thought was good to something, but don't want to listen to all that much to yeah. something I keep returning to. Yeah, no, I, I, I largely agree. I think I'm, I would say I'm slightly more positive than you. Like I would say this isn't just good for me. I'd say it's actually pretty great. Um, okay, but I wouldn't cool. say I, love it for the exact same reason it's just yeah just a bit too full on the whole way through each song at times like bleed into each other a bit too much um it's interesting we've compared this a lot to post-rock and brought up post-rocky bits because there are like solid post-rock sections where it's just like the back huge crescendos just, right yeah 100 it but it's not even just that it's like that he'll commit an entire back half of a song to like one massive climactic like what. slow growing idea you know we don't know that Paranol. We don't know the gender of Paranol. Oh, I didn't know that. Fair enough. <laughs> no. There's, there's nothing known about them. Oh, is it? The, they are the one. I'm assuming they're the ones doing the vocals, right? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair we enough. don't know. <laughs> oh, all right. Interesting. It sounds like a dude singing. That's all I can say. But yeah, fair. It could be, right? Yeah. Um, just, yeah, just yeah. gonna throw that out there. Yeah. No. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Another uh, yeah, no, wild my... thing about this sort of music, right? Like. Hmm. Um, you can picture someone you think is behind this. It could be someone think, completely different, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, very likely that it is a guy, but it, it mm -hmm. could be anything, could be anyone, could be multiples. Who knows? Yeah, no, I, that. yeah, yeah, that's, that's a fair point, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, that's correct. Um, yeah, all right, I guess I don't, do you have anything more to say on this one, or? Not much, really, I think. Um, okay. I, I I will listen to everything that they put out because there's going to be some... I know a lot of people seem more positive on this than me, but I think there's going to be something uh, yeah. that gets me one time, yeah. at least. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely... Um, yeah, I, I was surprised how positive people are on this as well um, for the mm. exact same reasons. Yeah, I, yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, not to say that like you know it's undeserved, because like I said, I think... The for me the unique elements of this record really do make it stand out. Um, I just think in execution it's just a little bit subpar. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I could really knock it or the praise it's getting. Um, you know, it's a really cool story. I didn't know. I didn't know this was like a single person that produced it and like a or you know essentially like a bedroom record. I, I had no idea. I, th I think I like maybe sort of got an inkling to that. Um, I, I mean, after listening yeah, to it a I couple think, times but that was about it really i think there's more going on here than there was in other ones but i still yeah. feel i feel like this this counts as something um you know diy just from the fact that it seems to be one vision and one work but behind most of it with a couple of extra things thrown in yeah 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 i i do one thing i will say as well is like again it this is almost like it's kind of funny to mention this because the production job does blend everything into this same kind of like sonic frequency um mm -hmm. so it all hits in the same way but there's actually like a lot of 
interesting instrumentation across this record. There's like horns, there's bells, there's weird bits of percussion, there's uh, you know like acoustic drums, there's um, electronic drums, there's piano, there's yeah, just all sorts of stuff going on across it. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, it's just the, the, whoever's made this clearly has a lot of talent, and I'm very curious to see where they go next because I definitely think I, I feel the same way about this as I did with. Um, Oh, wait, no, actually, maybe there wasn't another record, and I'm just thinking of this one. But basically, I feel like this is a very good, this is a very, very, very good idea, and I could see it being refined and really loving, like, a next project, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I mean, I'm interested and excited. Cool. All right. That's Paranormal After the Magic. That was, uh, yeah, a very interesting record. Uh, should we go on to the final one, then? <laughs> and now, on to Paramour. Para more correct. All right, uh, do you want to kick this one off, or shall I? Uh, I think you should go for this one. Okay, um, cool. I'm. I have no idea what you're going to think about this, and good. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Good. Okay. So, um, I don't know if you still think the same things that you did when you when you first suggested this, but um, uh-huh. so when you first brought this up to me, as like a thing we should cover, you essentially said that like, um, the first song is a banger, and then after that, it's just sort of fine. So. I mean, well, okay, firstly, for those who don't know, I'm sure everyone's familiar with Paramore, um, but for those who don't know, Paramore have essentially, in the last couple of records, taken, like, a bit of a, uh, a bit of a a left turn in their, um, career trajectory, or musical career, whatever you want to call it. Um, essentially, they've moved away from the very, like, full-on distorted pop-punk, kind of, like, uh, pop-rocky sounds of their youth, and they've moved into something a little bit more subtle, a little bit more low-key, um, and this kind of happened from maybe two records ago. Now, I remember hearing about this when it first happened, and I checked out, I think, the, I think I've checked out both the previous records, but I didn't really connect with either. The last one got a fair bit of decent press for being this oh, kind of, I like... I love, I love oh, After Laughter. Oh, yeah? Oh, What a fun record. Okay, all right, yeah, I, see, I just couldn't connect with it. I found it a little bit too sweet, a little bit too sugary. Um, I didn't think it was, like... I, I don't know, I found it more grating than catching. Oh, I get it. Is what I I'm sorry, I'm sorry you hate fun. Yeah, I, I do. I just hate fun. Absolutely correct. Mm. If it's not miserable and the band isn't called Sangsugiwabog, I'm just not going to enjoy it. What can I say? Um, but mm. no, I, yeah, I couldn't get on with After Laughter. But um, I was, you know, I, 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 as a result of that, I essentially didn't think I would get on with this record at all. And after you told me, like, okay, the first, re- the first song's good and the rest just is kind of okay, um, I was very prepared to have, like, a middling experience with this one. And I gotta say, first time i put it on that pretty much is exactly what happened i thought the first song absolutely banged this is why is such a good song um mm-hmm. and then after that i just kind of I, I ran the whole record and yeah i thought it was very middling but oh. a magical thing happened after that uh i kept <laughs> listening to it and after i kept listening to it every single song got stuck in my head and I just could not stop returning to this record. I, I don't know what the hell happened, but I kind of love this, honestly. This is... Okay. I think this is great. I think this okay. is an awesome, highly unexpected record. It's like like chef's kiss for the brevity. It's 35 <laughs> minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's you. only because you listen to three... <laughs> you listen to three hour-long monsters, and then you were just Maybe. like... Bangers and it's over. All right. (laughs) I'll take it 100%. But no, I'm unironically, this is a, I think this is a very well written record, a very well produced record, and there's just like bangers all over it. The bands are, the band are like miles away from their like 
kind of overly distorted, very like maximalist, like rock band sound they used to be on. This feels like very organic and jammed out, which I just never would have expected from Paramore. There's good like interplay and kind of like what feel like organic jams happening all across this record. It feels a good length with a good amount of variety too. And I mean, like, I could just go over every single song. Like, this is why it's just a fucking awesome tune. Um, it's got okay. a I will say, chorus. I, yeah, go on. So this is why this is why it's the first track that they dropped from this. Yeah. And I think people were a bit blown away by it because not only is it a great track, it is also, I think it's quite different than After Laughter. After Laughter is a pop rock album all the way with yeah. big choruses. This has a big chorus, but it also kind of fits all these intricate guitar parts within it. Dancey grooves that fit, yeah. that change through the track. And it, it's, it's just very, as good as a pop song I think can be. Yeah, it's incredibly put together, um, for sure. It, like, it feels, it, it honestly feels pretty masterful, I would say. Like, the way the bass mm -hmm. groove, like, holds the whole thing together and those drums hold it together with the bass groove and then, like, everything else is just flexing over the top of it. You've got these, like, big explosive, like, um, you know, notes in, in the chorus timed along with, like, the group vocals. It, will just, it works beautifully. It's very, very good. Um, there's lots of like subtle little touches too, like the little, I don't know if it's like a synth or a guitar melody before the final chorus, but like just there's little touches like that um, in that song that just make it sing. And I mean, honest to God, I feel like basically every song has something close to that. They all have a different vibe. Like the news, um, the next That's song, true. I, was, That's true. I felt like had um, just an absolute banger of a guitar driven chorus. I One thing I found interesting about this you record think the is. The chorus is a banger? Okay. I fucking no, love sorry, the chorus sorry. on the news. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's huge. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Just the way. It's weird because it's not. It's definitely not as detailed as the chorus on like This Is Why, but it just feels so much more urgent. And I, I don't know what it is exactly, but like what they're actually playing is it's basic, it's simple, but. I feel like Haley's vocals just bring in a sense of urgency to it and it all fits together really well. Um, and it's another song that in general just is chocked full of like subtle little details that I really enjoy is solid interplay um, in between the band. And I, yeah, I mean, I I could say this for essentially every single song, to be honest. The, the only thing I would say is like towards the end, I feel like there's a couple tunes I didn't enjoy as much as the others. Um, Liar is, is kind of like a slower, more ballad-like track that I felt like yeah, was just okay. A bit um, standard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I, I felt the same about Crave as well. Like, those are probably the two weakest songs on the record, in my opinion. No, the um, weakest song on the record is Sekobzar, because it's annoying as shit. I, I, <laughs> um, okay. It's definitely one of the weaker, like, banger-type tracks, but it's just so fucking dancey. Like, the, that No, I can't. I love it. <laughs> well, maybe, okay, love it's a bit strong. I think it's a great track. No, I, I can't do it. It's a genuinely, if I don't even skip that much of anything, I would skip this. Sure. Fair, yeah, fair enough. If I, I wasn't I on purposely listening to it. Yeah. No, I, neither do I. I. I really, something about annoying um, mm -hmm. bits of songs really get to me. And fair. I just think someone should have told them to cut that bit out. It would have been fine. Sure. Um, okay, here's what I think. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, so ready for this, hit me. I I've changed a little bit on it since we talked. Okay. Um, I think that there are a couple of much better tracks now, not just the first one. This is why, definitely the best track. But um, dug in through there are not just good tracks, um, but really, really cool bits of tracks that otherwise don't stand out. Mm -hmm. 
and whether that's like a little groove that the band get locked into or a tiny little guitar lick that they do something really cool with that interplays with the melody those little bits almost seem like where the record could could have gone uh instead it feels a little underbaked in is towards the middle and the end i I really think that there are there's these there's these amazing little bits and then they don't do something, don't do anything with it, or they they take a really cool little passage, and then they're back to you know another more standard section. And I just it feels like missed potential when I hear how great a song they can write, and then another, and how great a bit of a song that they can write here and there and here and there, and it doesn't really come together. And also, mm-hmm. I just don't think the lyrics on this album are great. I I think that's fair, um, but I I will say okay. So one thing, this is just like a general personal bias I have. Like lyrics and vocals in general, very rarely um, do anything for me in either direction. So like I think most lyrics and vocals kind of like end up in this very big middle area of some being like a bit better than average, some being a bit worse. But they they generally don't swing me. I think for me, lyrics and vocals have to either be exceptionally unique or exceptionally well done. Or absolutely god awful for me to really okay. like for it to sway my it's, opinion. Really, I'm yeah. I'm big on I I think lyrics and lyrical content as well as vocal. I, I I'm separating them from vocals for now, but I think they are some of the most important part of a lot of music, especially of the. I think you can default your lyrics, and that it's not necessarily a negative, just not a positive. Sure. But I think if you take a swing and it misses, it can be a huge detractor to a track. And masterful lyrics and amazing lyrics used in a very certain way can be some of the best things about a song. And here, I think they they want to they want to talk about important big issues and big things, but and here, mm-hmm. I have this problem with a lot of music, honestly. Um, it. It's usually bigger artists and bigger uh, and things that are more on the pop side of things than other. When they when they take these big swings at big targets, whether they're as as much as I agree with the general um, things that they're saying, I feel like the lack of specificity can really hurt that and turn something that is really earnest into something that feels like it's trying too hard sure okay, so uh, yeah fair. for example i think that the, the the news is is yeah like shitty things are happening but they they don't say anything they just say shitty things are happening and i i think that i mean this is paramore has been a punk band mm-hmm. i think the job of pol- of getting political with your lyrics as a punk artist is to really use them as a weapon. This isn't using your lyrics as a weapon. This is complaining. Sure. Because there's a big difference between, you know, what the news is about, which is, you know, big things like, like the Ukrainian war and terrible things are happening in the world, right? There's, There's a big difference between saying this is a fucked up situation and there are people to blame and I'm angry about it. And when you lose that specificity, it comes across like, I really wish I didn't have to hear about this. Sure. And I think that's what 
that's what a lot of the lyrics on here get lo- lose a little bit. They're okay. taking these sort of, you know, big things that they really clearly care about, but they feel too sanitized and they feel too unspecific, and it it really it it hurts it a lot. And that that's just, I mean, that's just the lyrics. I I still think that you know a big a big track um, can save that, but. Um, yeah, that, I think that's my main problem with the album, honestly. Sure. Oh, um, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, and I, and the, yeah, the fact that they the songs aren't as good, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, no, I, I can I can see what you're saying, um, and I even I would definitely I would even say I agree to some extent. Um, they definitely like I like I do agree. Um, when a Oh, I, I guess here's the way I would phrase it personally. I think this might be the core difference, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier about how I how like li- I weight lyrics almost. Um, for me, this feels like I I get what you're saying 100. I think you're pretty much bang on to be honest, but it just doesn't bother me because it isn't like I don't find it like particularly bad. It's just almost not good. You know, it hits smack bang in the middle. It's just like it's fine. It's serviceable. It's whatever. Um, they're not saying anything particularly interesting because the lyrics aren't very specific. But I guess for me, it's less of like this isn't very specific. And it comes off as, like you, you said for you, it comes off a little bit like um, just complaining almost. Um, mm. And for me, whereas for me, it's just like, it, it's so broad that it almost doesn't come off as anything. It just kind of is almost there to do its job. So Haley has a melody to sing or whatever. Um, sure. But but uh, After Laughter, right, is a very, is an album where all the, where, uh, I mean, clearly uh, the lyrics are about having a bad time personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that album whereas this is uh this is an album about lyrics of bad things and bad people and bad actors and yeah. bad systems um i i feel like um vagueness in about uh, lyrics about personal things mm-hmm. can be okay vagueness about target uh when you're spe- talking about specific targets feels hollow whereas the other way around doesn't and i think that's why the lyrics on the last record um resonate with people a lot and i think they they sound quite good like like hard times or fake happy um this album uh, yeah it just feels like a swing and a miss in the lyric wise whereas the the other one didn't even though they're both about as vague as each other it's just the topics that they're vague about uh, mean a lot when it comes to the end product yeah, no, that's totally fair. Um, I, I can I can definitely understand that opinion. I, I guess it's just for me, it's not something that especially bothers me. Like, I feel like if they were more specific and these songs were more conceptual, I feel like it would be another point in the album's favour rather than anything else, at, at least for me. Like, it doesn't feel like it detracts. Um, okay. But I, I can definitely understand that opinion. That makes a lot of sense, honestly. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I I think to some extent I was just so taken aback by the fact I liked a Paramore record, but I was hey. like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, you know, it's almost something I didn't consider to some extent. Um, but I can definitely like, I definitely see what you mean because like, it's very, even like I said, as someone who wasn't super paying attention to lyrics, I was just enjoying the jams ultimately. Um, you know, you can obviously pick up on kind of what she's getting at across the oh, board yeah. but it's you are right like it's never ever specific um like it i i do get the impression slightly and i totally understand why this would frustrate you it doesn't bother me as much but it does feel like she's trying to yeah it does feel like she's to some extent not trying to rustle any feathers um uh-huh. but um but yeah I, I guess all i can say is just for me it's like a personal bias thing 
and that just doesn't you know it just doesn't bother me as much basically um but yeah that's right yeah i just like and, there's um, so many great grooves on this thing that i kind of uh, there's good it tracks. For me. i'll give yeah. you that there's good tracks i i love you first i think you first is a group it's a really good track actually you first is an awesome track yeah i, I really um, loved them i think figure eight was probably my other like favorite yeah you first and figure eight is a is a nice little one um, punch, yeah. peak yeah i even thought big man little dignity was pretty good as well <sighs> i so here's my thing with big man little dignity i think there's the chorus is again just absolutely awesome and i love the like dreamy kind of like synth melodies just over the top it sound great give it like very ethereal feel um for what it is obviously it's still a pop track ultimately um but just that i find that guitar um the guitar riff over the verse just really clunky um yeah i mean i think it's not as good as the two after it i just thought like that one grew on me a little bit and then you're right lion crave aren't great the final track is uh, um what how would i put it um it's a good closer. Yeah, I really like it personally. I think it's a really good song. Yeah. It's not like amongst the absolute highest grade material on this album, but um, mm-hmm. I, I do really like it. Funny little thing, actually. Um, you know the song "Running Out of Time." The opening mm. to that. Did you? I don't know if you caught this. It sounds a little bit like uh, My Chemical Romance's "Planetary Go" from Danger Days. Like just the <laughs> intro. After it kicks into the groove, they go to totally different areas. But like, I don't remember some... that song. Oh, okay, fair enough. I, do you know what it is? It's one of my mates was like really loved that song specifically and quite like the album. Okay. And I was very much like, I, I just don't get it. So I just heard that song a ton. Um, but no, it, it really reminded me of it in a, in a way that I was absolutely not expecting. Um, but yeah, I guess that's pretty right. much everything. Um, yeah, I yeah, this has been a solid little set of very different records for sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, but, um, hopefully that's going to continue. I quite uh, like covering yeah. everything. Yeah, same, one hundred percent, absolutely. Um, <laughs> cool. Right, what would you say? Okay, here's I'll tell you what. Last question of the episode. What 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 was like okay. your favorite? Uh, was your favorite album the Ahab record then? Uh, no, it's the Kalela record, definitely. Oh, okay, sure, yeah, cool, alright. Um, that's my favourite, and then I think the Ahab record is very good. Well, yeah, it's not, it's not as, like, you know, groundbreaking and... and yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. ...and put together as that record. I, I just have a soft spot for it, and I think it's really cool. No, yeah, that's totally fair. Okay, cool. Alright, um, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything else I've got to add about any of these records. I think we can basically ramp up. How about you? Alright, yeah. I think that's good. Um, there's plenty of stuff coming out soon. I'm excited to talk about it. Oh, god, yeah, there's honestly probably going to be too much stuff to talk about, so, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll chat about that, um, yeah, in the, in the, in the mid-period, I guess, I don't know what you'd call it, the, the in-between episode part uh-huh. um but yeah yeah no i mean um cool good set of records honestly for the most part um i think the kalela record is also probably my f- it's like either that or paramore um they both oh, wow. like well, they both <laughs> have like they both have like very different uh flaws i guess yeah um so yeah i i just um yeah but those i i was not expecting to enjoy either of them as much as i did if you told me if you told me when we first um decided on the records oh these will be your two favorite records of this slot i would have i would just would not have believed you zero percent chance is happening so it's been a bit of a I mean, strange two weeks but there you go we're, we're doing a, a good job then aren't we the, yeah, absolutely the podcast correct, is yeah. working its magic 100 percent. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> all right hey, cool. awesome yeah, that, uh, was a, that was a fun chat, and I'm. This year looks like it's gonna be pretty cool. 
for music. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. A lot, a lot of stuff to look forward to. A lot of interesting shows. Uh, I, honest to God, I actually one of the things I can't wait to do. I can't wait to do like an arc tangent special and just go over <laughs> all the bands on that lineup. Do like a four hour. This is who I saw next. This is gonna it's going to be more than four hours. Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might have to break that one up into parts or something. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Cool. All, all right. right um, um, cool. We'll yeah. chat in a bit. Yeah, yeah, I'll speak soon. If anybody made it to the end, you're an absolute trooper. Um, and I don't know how often we're going to do this, but, you know, we'll sort that out at some point. But yeah, just for listening, yeah. everyone. Um, peace out. See you later. Thank you for listening to the New Noise Podcast, episode one. Kevin and Jack will return with terrible music opinions about current releases in the future. Peace out.